Tell you one immutable skill that I have noticed from all these rambunctious millionaires that I've hung around in my life. They all do a lot of coke. But also, the other thing they do, and that is true by the way, let's just talk about entrepreneurs. Which is, as Jordan Peterson points out, a creative job in itself. I do hang out with a bunch of entrepreneurs now. It's very strange coming into your 30s, I've got to say. If you go down certain paths in life, you start reliving the footsteps of your heroes. That's why it's really important to get role models, BTW, just in case you didn't know. Maybe I'll just put in some other abbreviations just so you pay attention, FYI. <clears throat> Have you paid attention yet? TTYLA. I think that what happens is because you have just been consuming so much of their life and the way that they think, it starts imprinting onto you, obviously, just like everything else does. And so you start moving towards them. Because a lot of the people that I was looking at when I was growing up, they were entrepreneurs. And the more that I think about it now, now that I'm in my 30s, that's really where my life has sort of accidentally ended up. I wanted it to be a comedian, and I think I achieved that pretty well for Australian standards. And that pretty well for Australian standards, really fucking well for New Zealand standards, sucked in, you have to subscribe to my Patreon if you are a Kiwi, just out of punishment. If you're an Australian, treat yourself. You've got a stimulus package, hand out checks, give me some of that shit. And when you get, like, I think that the, like, when I look around at my surroundings and how I dress, it's just that quintessential entrepreneur wanker in his 30s. Everything that I have in my apartment is exactly that. The places that I'm looking to buy for a house, that. It is incredible that whatever you focus on in life starts to become your reality without your even acceptance. I was just looking at entrepreneurs because those were the guys I'm talking about self-help. And I never really thought about the fact that these people were entrepreneurs because it allows you to live the freest life that you possibly can. You know, like if you, if you are an entrepreneur and you're a successful entrepreneur, you're building something which is fun and creative in itself. You're contributing to society sometimes Unless you build new ways to extract shale oil, which is some of the richest entrepreneurs there are. But it's a kind of class of person that now, I guess, is what people looked up to, I guess, at the beginning of the 20th century or something like that. They kind of just keep going around and around and roundabouts of just like, he's a young man. The thing is, though, that you have so many of these resources now. You have so many entrepreneurs to talk to. That if you... If if you do it, this is, this is how powerful it is as well. I was not seeking to be an entrepreneur. I was seeking to be a comedian, but what they were instilling in me was a creative instinct and spirit, which meant that I had no choice but to build my own business. I couldn't fit in. Anytime that I ever had one of these internships, I stuck out like a sore thumb. Why? 
probably a bunch of reasons, maybe I was shit or whatever, but I like to think that the reason was is because I just was on a different level to them. I was not thinking in the same way they were. Why? Because they had the mindset of somebody who was trying to go along to get along to get their paycheck. I was there to build something new, build something green. That was instilled into me. I don't think that I was born with that. I think it was just the fact that I read a lot of these things. This is how powerful influences are. I wasn't trying to have this lifestyle. I really just wanted to be the next Hamish and Andy. I wanted to work for that company. And then also I started reading a lot of Chomsky and stuff and then they were just like, hey, can you just shill McDonald's? And I think, uh, yes, but I'm not happy about it. Nah, that felt really gross. Uh, okay, all right, I feel sicker than I do when I went to Bali. That was bad. And so I got out of that stuff pretty quickly. Except for this brief stint where we were in Lithgow, we were doing it, we were taking the piss and we were actually just paying those things out because nobody was actually paying attention. And then the heads of the major sponsors of the show would come in and go, Yeah, heard last night, guys, really good. What happened on it? Well, you, you know, it was, it was in the background. No one was actually listening. But that was kind of just like a side passion project, you know? All of this stuff kind of just accumulated naturally. It accumulated naturally because of the principles that were instilled into me just by listening to entrepreneurs. I think this is happening with anything in life. There would be a lot of books out there. How to get an awesome corporate job. And if you just consumed a bunch of those books, you would become that ideal Lego man person that comes into an interview and does this. Can you talk about your qualifications? He's perfect. That would happen if you started looking into them. It happens with anyone. Any, any way that you are getting into it. This is a constant thing that I, I, I don't know if the average person even understands this, which really scares me. That if you are hanging out with druggos, you will become a druggo. Eventually. I'm sure that there's going to be a bunch of people out there that say, No, I only took meth once or twice. It doesn't make me a druggo. But the thing is, I've never taken meth. And it's not because I'm better than you, it's because I hung out with better people. That's the difference. I was just like, you know, a ragamuffin, nothing. Over time, it just started building up, pretty much because it was just people like Tim Ferriss constantly in my ears just saying like, let's talk about the entrepreneurial spirit. What exactly is that? It just, God, it's so strange thinking about that now. Maybe if I just read comedy books, just read comedy books, I might be a comedy writer for a television show now. Maybe. Who knows? But then again, no, because I didn't go to the right universities and I didn't hang out with the right people, so that didn't happen. Really, the only choice that I had was to make it myself. And that's what's really interesting about a lot of the modern self-help that I'm always shitting on because of their crap titles, but they really are pushing this narrative of you should be an entrepreneur. Now, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. I'm not saying that you should be, but those skills, those skills that they're teaching will help you in whatever field you want to be unless you want to be a yes man pencil pusher, which is what I've just pointed out. is not going to help you in that. But if you want to be somebody who creates something better, who just wants to build something up from its scratch, these are the skills that they are imparting on you. An entrepreneur, really, when I look at it now, and I hear back and listen to these people. They are really just creative people that are able to accomplish things as well. 
And what about that for a bonus? They could do both. They can, in the most cunty Twitter sense that there is, chew and walk at the same time. Height of blue checks. Height of blue checks. If they ever, if you ever say anything like you spend a lot of time on Twitter, they're just like, I'm doing other things as well. I can chew gum and walk. Come up with a different phrase. Again, entrepreneurial spirit. That's something that is constantly embedded into you. Which is like, you can think of something new. Constantly be thinking of new things. Because if you don't think of those new things, things just become habitual. Habitual things eventually start petering out. And other people who aren't thinking habitually start moving up because they start looking at your model and thinking, oh, I can tweet this and I can tweet that. So it gives you something to play around with. It gives you that nice mentality of, uh, you know, you can't ever rest on your laurels. You should always be tinkering. And you know what else I think happens as well? Like I've been saying recently a lot that I'm kind of a type A person, but the thing is, to me, when I'm working, I don't feel like I'm working. When I'm not working, I feel like I'm working. It could be just the way that I've been brainwashed, and obviously that is because I just kind of woke up in my 30s thinking, fuck, why am I in some like CBD apartment with a bunch of studio lights and like a personal assistant being like, you've got that meeting at Chevin, Mr. Ash? That happens now. I wasn't expecting that. And I'm just really talking about the same things over and over, but I'm just having this realization when I turn this on. This is actually just coming out completely extemporaneously. I'm not thinking about anything that I'm saying right now. I was going out to talk about something else, but it did just click. It just clicked then. That the impact, that the influences that you are putting into your life will have, they will determine your life. I used to read that over and over and over again, but it is just haunting me now as I'm realizing this in real time. You should be very careful about who you look up to. Very careful. Select them well, my friend. I'll give you some suggestions if you like. First of all, me, even if you're 50. Yeah, I'll give you some money on Patreon, why not? But the, the titans of their field, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, they have to be in your top five. Remember your little saying that the five people that you hang out with most are the people that you become? Those have to be in your two. They just do. That is non-negotiable. After that, you come up with it. But as a little exercise for yourself now, because it's, it is freaking out. You don't have to stop here and just look out the window and listen to a bit of TI, all right, after this, because that is a very strange thing that I've just noted. God damn. Whatever you put into your head starts to become your external reality. Your internal reality does become your external reality. You can look at that in the wanky secret way if you like, and I think there really isn't that much layover. It is just a fact. Whatever you are consistently putting into your head, that is how your reality is going to turn out. Because you will be brainwashing yourself in, in a way, you will just be constantly seeing that there until it sort of apparates. Scary, no? But also profound and pretty incredible, isn't it? So yeah, sorry, I'm just kind of in a state of amazement now. <laughs> but like this video, subscribe, sign up to Patreon, where I'll probably be a little more articulate than, dude, wow, like, you know, just what you think is what you become and shit. Probably not though, it is a lot of that. Oh no, it didn't turn off. <laughs>